extraordinary film. And I think I was I was kind of thinking about, and I want to ask Lisa about this, whether there was any sense when you chose the films, whether you had a sense in your mind of any kind of connection between them. But I think watching them now, there's some really such powerful emotions that that do sort of run through the stories, even though they're all really, really different, to do with family and and obviously love and what it means, what is your place in the world? I think that that seems to be one of the things that the films really looks at so, so, so differently and so personally and specifically. Um, and I, I want to have a little chat about that. And also it's really important that we open it out to you. Oh, hang on, by the way, sorry. Will, Stefan Smith, who directed BBW, is also here with us. We didn't know he was going to be here, but he's in the back. So let's give him a round. <laughs> um, um, so amazing work. But so before we sort of, and as I was about to say, um, we want to hear what you guys have got to say. So please ask questions um, and, and interrogate these guys. And as I think was mentioned before, there is a chance to come and have a drink with them. But it's really important that that we get the feedback from you in terms of what these films have meant to you, the questions you want to ask about the initiative itself and 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 what is happening in, in, in the space of supporting, you know, new-ish, should we say, <laughs> filmmakers who are trying to trying to get their work out into the world. Um, so Lisa, let's just start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about how you guys at Blacklight made this happen? What was your because obviously it's a Channel 4 initiative, yes. but you so how how, how did you end up choosing these guys? And what were you looking for? What was it that you were trying trying to find, do you think? Of course, yes. Thanks, everyone, for coming. It's great to see the kind of family here and crew and stuff. So thank you all for coming. And I hope you enjoyed the films. And well done to all the yeah, ta amazing talent that was attached to it. And we're yeah. super proud at Blacklight of, of the films. So thank you all um, for coming. But yes, I mean, I think Ben talked a little bit about On the Edge series, which was obviously you've seen three films from series two and on the edge is born out of four stories which is an initiative created by black light tv and uh, channel four drama to give an opportunity to new writing and directing talent uh, to create their very first bit of television basically and essentially give them their first tv credit um, but also has the sort of bigger ambition of promoting diverse talent diverse stories and you know uh, and uh, sort of um, you know uh, uh, get, giving the, the idea that you know there's lots of stories to tell not just the ones that you see on TV and giving everyone the opportunity to tell their stories um, basically and I think that these three films this year I, I suppose they're slightly different from last year in that they are very personal stories and I think that the, um, the guys will tell you about themselves and uh, I think that's what makes them very special, but um, so yes, so the 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 sort of process is that we open up the application to writers to send their scripts in, and we got over a thousand scripts this year. So Gosh, um, that's a lot. exactly. So we have a team <laughs> of readers that sort of shortlist, and we have our own sort of you know batch of uh, scripts to read, and we invite the writers to come in and interview and then we select them and but can I just um, ask do, do they yeah. have to submit already like a half hour television piece like or, a spec or, or script basically shorter be, yeah it could be shorter or right. longer but okay. it's basically to give us um, an idea of their writing style the quality of their writing um, their voice I think that's what's really mm. important 
um, to give us a sense of, of, of who they are mm. and, and uh, what they like to write about and their sensibilities, yeah. basically. Um, so then we chose those the writers and then obviously we open up to directors which we send their showreels in we watch their showreels and pair them with the writers mm. so that's the good mm. part of the process i think what's really i think really special and very very important for the growth of talent in the country um is the business if you like of developing writers um, and allowing writers to come to you with their stories and mm. then pairing them with directors because we we have a bit of a culture of kind of authored work if you like from you know, with, with directors leading the way. And I think it's a really great thing that you're doing, which is to encourage the writers to, 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 to come up with the idea, you nurture the idea, and then you match the talent that way. Yes. I think it's, I mean, it's not obviously in television things, things, you know, things do work in that way, but it, it does mm. feel to me a really great opportunity for, so both Yolanda and John obviously are, are the writers whose projects were chosen. Yes. So can I just jump ship for a second yeah, and please. ask you, John, so... For you, um, how did that feel to sort of have your script chosen and then I imagine you had the opportunity to start with to do some development work before the directors got their paws all over them. Was, mm. was that what happened? Can yeah, you tell us a little I bit I mean, about I, that I sort process? Of, you know, I kind of woke up in an alternate universe where suddenly people uh, cared about my work, I suppose, because I, I, I haven't had a, a sort of career in theatre or anything like that before this. So. Um, I, I, mm-hmm. I sort of wrote a, a spec script that was set in a, um, a psychiatric ward and, and you know, Ben and Phil just really took to the kind of writing style and the way that I would kind of talk about mental health but with a you know, kind of humour and heart and stuff like that and um, I pitched them this idea which um, is really not at all like a, a million miles away from what ended up on screen and um, we just you know, we, we started getting in to try and sort of develop it into something that was realistic because mm. Having never sort of made something before, um, I, I, I've realised now that I've come to the end of it, I, I sort of started off with this kind of, you know, epic, you know, three-act movie that was trying to fit into half an <laughs> hour that actually needed to be sort of, you know, cut down and, and sort of calmed down and, and left to sort of breathe and, and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, we kind of went through that process, which was fascinating for me. It was just, you know sort of loved every minute of it. So, so did you feel like you had a much bigger idea? And Yeah, I mean, I, I actually, I was thinking about this today. Really and truly, the, in a way, the film that I first pitched um, was what you ended up seeing in Four Stories. It was like the first act of the film that I, I sort of first pitched. Right, okay. um, but I kind <laughs> of realised now that, that actually, you, you know, we didn't need all of the other stuff that I was worried about trying to cram into the, the story that... Actually, we did just need to sort of let it breathe, and, and mm. we did need to to just kind of hone in on you know the, these sort of these smaller events that that kind of meant so much and, and stuff like that. Yeah, because I do actually remember um, when the process started out, you had a huge set piece, didn't you? Yeah, in the original, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the original draft yeah, that yeah. would involved. I think it might have involved a helicopter at some yeah. point, wasn't there? It's kind of yeah, stunts. Stunts. <laughs> so that was that. I th- yeah. So I, I I was very interested to see sort of from from my mentoring because uh, my my role was to mentor the d- you guys and but sort of from my position to see that evolve into a space that was p- possibly from a production point of view mm. and amazing people here who 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 were your crew but but from the production point of view it just allowed as you said the, the, to pull focus perhaps more mm. on the storytelling and on mm. on the characters and and on, on the things that you were really trying to talk about. Yeah, definitely. So for you, Yolanda. Um, 
you 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 came with your story and how how did that evolve for you in terms of working working on it in this context because you you've got a theater background you've got some experience and and some notoriety, should we say, already? From your theatre work. So, no, we know you from this. So, so how, how, how was this, how was how this for you? And um, It's so interesting because when you're doing theatre, and I'm sure there are theatre people in the room, there always is. Are there any theatre people in the room? Yeah, okay, there always are theatre people in the room. <laughs> uh, like, especially at the very beginning, you sit with the director who you've, Tend to, well, I tend to work with the same person. We know each other so well. We have a language. We're really set up, and we spend a lot of time talking about the world and the characters and the dialogue, and I get really obsessed with this world that I want to create. Um, and it was so great to get into a room with, <laughs> with these three amazing people and just talk about this stuff um, and working with someone completely different and also like not knowing who's going to direct it and having that creative freedom for, for Will at the back be able to um i said to him you have creative license to be able to tell the story in the way that you want to tell it but there were things that i put in there like i love music so i was like mm, so the music has to be like this kind of genre uh the look has to be and also <laughs> I'm, yeah, not, no. I'm, I'm smiling at everyone so i'm like um, when we spoke about we met uh, i met with the costume and design we spoke about hello, 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 hello. Uh, and we spent some time talking about the clothing of the characters and yeah. everything. So it was really nice to be able to get with a team of people to be able to build this world. Mm. It's such a such a blessing because I think a lot of the time people think that writers will just come up with it and it's all of our genius. I like have none. I always say it's me and loads of other people who help to create this world. So it's really exciting when it happens mm. in this way. It's so different from theatre, but I like it. Yeah, because it because that because it is like a chain of events, isn't it? You create yeah. something and then it passes hands and passes hands and passes hands and everybody has a view on what you've done and everybody brings something to the table. But I think the genius and let's use that word of what you wrote is it's so clear. Oh, you know, what you were trying to do was so clear and I think the same, you know, for you, John. Um, and also for Chino, who's not here, who who wrote Adult Team. Um, was that absolute clarity of mm. purpose and in terms of what they were trying to say. So Ash, going over to you as the director who came in, to why did you choose? Why why would you were excited about adulting? Why was that something why, that? Why adulting? Yeah, tell us about it. Um, like a lot of the aspects were kind of relatable to uh, kind of my own upbringing. Um, like kind of I had no fixed abodes. Kind of growing up in the teens and twenties, you spent a lot of time like kind of couch surfing from one place to another. Um, I've got learning disabilities myself, and my son has learning disabilities and. It's the forever looming of him kind of growing up and kind of like the concerns of how he's going to be in this kind of in the world and is he's going to be all right as an adult mm. and well yeah that that aspect's kind of really related to me um, but yeah and and so because I, I was talking to you a little bit about that in the corridor because having having met India um, who is the most extraordinary yeah, woman I mean yeah. she just I remember she just came up to me and she. She, I mean, she has got she's like this a ball hair. Of energy. She is. She's got this incredible she hair, and she came up and she started wicked. touching my hair, saying, "Oh my God, I love your hair." I was going, "No, I love your hair." <laughs> no, I love your hair. And we had this whole conversation about how much we love each other's hair. Um, but just that immediacy <laughs> that she, which she couldn't do to you, haha. I've just realised. But she can do it to your beard. She can do it to your beard. Constant banter throughout the whole story's experience where people <laughs> have just been 
taking the mickey off of it. It's been terrible. It's relentless. Sorry, sorry. That was that was that was that was a little close. Um, but so so. How, 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 so tell us a little bit about it, because I think obviously that's one of the key mm -hmm. things that you, you know, Phil, Ben and, and Lisa, that you have yeah. managed through this process is making sure that you get the right person on camera to deliver what are really complex stories that mm -hmm. can only serve themselves up in 26 minutes, whatever it is, of Channel 4, half, art, half 23 hour. 23 and a half. 23 and a half, okay. <laughs> 23 and a half, there you go. 23 and a half, the producer. Of, of Channel 4, you know, half hour time. So how did you, how did you work with her and how did you, so initially she was the right woman for the job and then how did you, how did you work with her? Well, it was kind of getting into workshops and then kind of exploring performances really and kind of <laughs> seeing where we could actually um, kind of push it really. Yeah. That, that, that was like the most beautiful thing for me is kind of getting the actors into a workshop even though it was like a real small space. And for me I would have loved to have a bit, little bit longer to kind of explore characters and then kind of expand on the performances and see where we could like take scenes but like restrictions of TV production and kind of keeping within that kind mm. of time frames really like kind of schedule and everything and then yeah but it was beautiful it was really good and and John for you with your film um there's a there's a line when Rev no there's a line when she says to I can't remember sorry this is terrible I can't remember but, um Rev's girlfriend mm, Alex Alex yeah. of course yeah Alex says to her mother, you know, it, wh what is it the problem that she has with Rev, whether it's to do with his mental health or whether it's to do with race. So mm. can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's quite a, I think that was a, it was a complex choice, wasn't it? To, yeah. to write about a character who can be perceived by a group of people in two very distinct ways, both of which are problematic in the context in which the story plays yeah, out. Yeah, I, so I, I mean, it, it was very, obvious to me from day one I, you know I, I, I pitched Rev as a, 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 a character from the beginning because I, I've worked in, in sort of um, mental health education and I'm a, very aware as a result of, of having sort of gone around the country to, you know I talk to people about my own experience of having survived suicide attempts and stuff like that and um, you know one of the things that I've become increasingly aware of is actually the people that we're failing the most in terms of, of mental health services are people of colour and actually, you know, the NHS aren't very good at accommodating sort of cultural differences, for example, or, or things like that. So it was very important to me that, you know, because obviously being a bit kind of depressed and anxious and everything, when I got the phone call to say that I had this opportunity, I sort of thought to myself, right, well, well that's it. You're only going to have one shot at this. It's never going to happen <laughs> again. You're going to be unemployed next year. So <laughs> you've got one story to tell. Make sure you tell something that you really, really, really want to tell. And, and that was what I wanted mm. to sort of say to people was that, you know, look, if I'm in Morrison's or, or a coffee shop or something and I have a panic attack, I, I'm kind of looking around the world and imagining all these things and it's overwhelming and horrible, but um, ultimately I, I'm not necessarily in danger or, you know, um, I, I, there are no sort of objective threats to me because <laughs> of my kind right. of privilege, whereas uh, a, a person of colour doesn't necessarily have that place to go to in their mind because, you know, they might be in a part of the country where actually they are in danger because, you know, there, there are sort of racial hate crimes in that, that area of the country or, or stuff like that, you know. Right. Yeah, it's a bold choice. It's a very bold choice. And I think he, the Rev, the, the guy who plays Rev, he carries that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he carries that really, really well. Mm. That, that um, So just to pop back to you for a sec about the, fr the how long have I got? Because I want to throw this out to you guys. We're, we're, we're okay. Oh, okay, love you. Um, 
so just in terms of the production so can you tell us a little bit about it because you were the the three films were all shooting here where you're working from Cardiff weren't you yes and so right. how so that was fact about overlap and what was the what was the how did that play out so because it's quite all of the films together right. so um in here in Wales in Cardiff so six weeks prep across you know for all three films which is a, a massive challenge for you know for oh all the departments and then we filmed them one after the other either actually in the order that you see them we filmed okay. them in car in and around Wales um seven day shoots so yes gosh seven yeah. days yeah it was a tough I mean obviously yeah. it's new directors new writers so uh, but we had a fantastic writer team and uh, lots of support for directors so yeah it was a challenge and so how do you how do you how do the three of you make that work between you do you have like very distinct roles or do you all just like tag team across everything that we do together I think don't we yeah. that's the way we work really yeah. as a threesome <laughs> <laughs> so you know just sort of um making mm. sure that everything's overlapped but really across everything really and I think the main thing is that we're trying to provide support to the directors you know yeah. it's a, their first bit of television so obviously they don't uh, have a lot of experience about working with different heads of department right. and what they should be doing when so it's really important they feel comfortable enough to ask questions about the process as well so that they feel supported mm. and uh, so that they can do their best work basically. absolutely given given the time constraints which are enormous i mean yeah. six weeks to prep basically the equivalent of a feature film yeah and i think kind of really, insane yeah, yeah exactly i think yeah. that this year especially there were really ambitious stories i mean that's what we encouraged yeah. We always encourage the writers to be ambitious, yeah. which is exactly what you're talking about with long to work with all the different stunts that we're. <laughs> but that that was what <laughs> yeah, we wanted. No, we no, said, no. you know, <laughs> you know, open the sky, yeah. and we would tell you when, basically, what but we also can do, tell you how to find it. In yeah, other exactly. Ways. We would rather that way round. Yeah. The writers were being ambitious mm. and wanted to write. I mean, th this is an, an extraordinary opportunity, I suppose, because it's it's an authored piece, and yeah. you know, they're first time writers, so we wanted to encourage them to do the story that they always wanted to tell yeah. this is your opportunity to tell the story that you're most passionate about mm. and i think that we've got some fantastic results um so that's what we encouraged but at the same time you know you've got this this sort of this constraint in production mm. and budget and what have you but i think that they look fantastic and you know and that's because um, we had directors on board that I think really understood the vision of the writers and sort mm. of interpreted that in their own way, but complemented those scripts, those amazing scripts. Mm. So we're really proud of them, I think. And, and again, a fantastic crew to support who are really experienced, who sort of know mm. the ropes and know, you know, the pitfalls so they can advise the directors on what they what they need mm. to do when. So, mm. you know, that's that's how we work sort of pack in and troubleshoot and try and support where we can mm, really. it works so well so for ash i'm interested to know for you for that process you you know you've worked i think you i remember you saying to me back in the day when we first met that you'd you're very much a self start you know sort of self-generator of your work and and you know had your own way of working and your own way of doing things so how did you find it challenging to work in this way and did you and, and and perhaps as well sort of as another part of that question what what did you what did you really benefit from I suppose in terms of working in this more structured um, yeah, well sort of top down way I suppose I come from what I kind of say um, typically like a grill filmmaking background and like say 
helped me clear a lot of tensions here. Even though I've been able to kind of get like a TV actors kind of uh, doing the films, like contacting them on Twitter and completely cutting out the agents <laughs> and paying them a lower fee, which is amazing. Um, um, yeah, like, like for me, it was a great experience to kind of um, have a lot of kind of different people um, working collectively and um, having this one goal of making a short film at the end of it was uh, an amazing experience. And also, like, kind of the production meetings and kind of thinking about, um, like, what shot will particularly aid the narrative of sorts. Instead of, like, previously I've gone out and it's been very off-the-cuff and rubber right. gun filmmaking. So, like, we're just shooting as much as we possibly can within the chaos. Uh, whereas this is, like, thinking about it structurally with the kind of, like, the visuals and stuff. Um, Did you find that, because um, I, I, you know, obviously I can imagine being in that situation where everything you're doing is being picked over for all the right reasons, but did you find that, did, did you find that something that was not necessarily sort of came to you, you know, straight away as a way of talking about your work? Because I think there is a, there's a sort of thin line, isn't there, between, as a director, between just doing what you do and feeding your way into the place where you are able to do it. And that's also partly through performance and not just through the architecture of, yeah. of production. And also actually kind of, locking everything down so that everybody knows exactly what you're going to do and yeah, the, like, it's a yeah, sort of interesting challenge isn't yeah, it yeah the restrictions about like the kind of um, yeah about that, that was a, like um, yeah something to put in as well seeing previously I've just did whatever I wanted really yeah <laughs> well you know you're, but the thing is you're good to go now aren't you, well, you know, yeah, any any call on. from any of the broadcasters and you're like it's fine <laughs> I know exactly what I'm supposed to do with you guys so it's I think in that way it's an incredibly useful process because well, it puts you. Anyway, because I'm yeah. too mischievous, so I might need to put a little <laughs> shot. Oh, did you? Did you know? Yeah, yeah, oh, right. Pull me back. Yeah. yeah, there's some lovely touches. Like I think that opening, the one of the very early scenes when, when India is going, well, Candice is going back. She runs out the shop and she's through the washing and that lovely little yeah, note, which is very filmic yeah, and. Yeah, and it, wasn't, it wasn't scripted the, the washing line, but when. I don't know what kind of locations you can kind of make them into their own character. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'd like a certain, like, kind of beauty and quality to something as simple as putting washing up on a line. I think there's a certain beauty yeah. to that, really. Yolanda, I'm going to ask you about, about your three ladies in the film Ooh. and how... Tell me, tell me about that, though, that... that Because it's like, a, obviously, there's the relationship with the family, which is so key, but there's that core relationship between the two women and they really it's really interesting I think the way that they react to the boyfriend coming into the scenario mm. and so what was all that about was that is that protect are they protecting her is that really what they're trying to do is protecting her from the dangers of what this this, this <coughs> man's like I don't know I don't I think what I'm trying to say is what is? Let me ask you. What what is their role in terms of her? Did you think? You know, what were you trying to get at? And and is this all about, in a way, protecting her in lots of different ways from the emotional, you know, onslaught that she's actually really feeling and is finding very difficult to express? Because I thought that's that's what you divided up between all the different secondary characters so brilliantly. Talk a little bit about that. Because was that was that something that you were trying? Because it was sort of one of the main aims of what you were trying to do with these stories. Um, I feel like when I write I always think about uh, the characters that populate the world and her friends are so important like most of my friends are so important to me and they all have opinions about your life whether you ask for it or not 
and <laughs> you kind of want to have those characters who care about uh, Remy and Remy I suppose is going through her own things some parts that they know some parts that they don't know and so when uh, Michael enters into her life they know of him because they know of him more yeah. they know of the fact that she's spoken about seeing him at the job centre because uh, he's one of the advisors there and now seeing him in real life and actually he's not the way that they des- that she describes it's kind of like this sort of like oh what's going on here for them but also for her she's trying to figure out so much as well mm. so I kind of wanted to have something that felt so real for me it's all about things that are authentic and it's great because a lot of the people in that I know and they are actually mates so it's funny mm. to see them mm-hmm. together because you can tell it's mates having mm. fun together mm. um so yeah and you really want to be a part of that gang. <laughs> <laughs> they're so Sword funny. Goals. They're so hilarious. <laughs> that scene in the bedroom just cracks me up. It's so, it's, but it is so poignant. It's so, it's so true as well about about how we want to protect each other, but at the same time we have to let each other be. But we, but, but the dangers that are there. It's just, it, it's just so beautifully handled and and beautifully shot as well. Will I think I loved your, I loved your kind of group work. It just all was so, ha- so beautifully handled. Um, it's time for us to ask, throw, throw out to you guys to ask um, any of our filmmakers here, and Lisa, obviously, the, as the producer, anything you'd like about the process or about the films or about anything you saw. Yeah. Oh, Hi. Postings like say forty odd minutes and your like first, your first cut was forty six minutes. Yeah, yeah forty six minutes. So, <laughs> so I that's hard. Sit down hot. with the, the amazing. I'd sit down with the amazing editor Doth. Um, mm. That's amazing mm. guy he is, mm. and I'd kind of go, oh man, I've like this real clamp once. I imagine it's the case with what I kind of will and uh, mm. strain me as well. I think our job to interview a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's still scenes that I work. Oh, yeah. but yeah, I mean that's that's how it goes, isn't it? I mean, they, as you say, they are quite complex stories, and you've got, and that's a real challenge to tell a story with substance in mm. that amount of time. Actually, and I think that the writers have done an excellent job, but there was so much that kind of inevitably we did have to leave some. Yeah, I think it's about, uh, about making therefore sort of the iconic choices, isn't it? Yeah, so absolutely. that you you might lose some of the kind of softer subtextual stuff yes. but you but what you end up with is a, well obviously a very robust narrative first mm-hmm. and foremost I thought all of the narratives were incredibly robust but you weren't just working towards plot you were also really working towards character and Absolutely. and the sort of the underbelly of story where we really feel what the characters mm-hmm. are feeling and I thought the films were really emotional Absolutely. you know which was absolute credit to the fact that you you got that stuff you know Ash and Will and Stromer who directed um for you and she's not here um but all three of you got you know found found that in the material and expressed it beautifully but it's it's very you're right it's always it's always massively challenging it's that kind of classic thing is it's really painful sometimes because you mm. stuff like that you've worked so hard on mm. it is it's, it's mm. a lot 
actually about the process is that so much of it is about compromise it's about working out you know not just what's best for the story but but kind of that's sort of the end goal but you have to have discussions between yourselves and you know sometimes people have very different opinions about it and Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to tell who who, like who's objectively right because there is no such thing like Mm -hmm. it's all so sort of subjective in its nature and um, I actually just really enjoyed you know there are things that ended up in the film that I was proven wrong about, and uh, I'm not annoyed about that at all. I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Um, so yeah, that that whole kind of head process is sort of magical to me, really. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Hi, everyone. Of So obviously we, we uh, look at the writers first and the, the script writing process is quite a long way down the line in the development process by the time that we get the look at the uh, director show reels and start shortlisting and start. So we have in our mind the three scripts and a good idea of how they're going to end up. So when we're looking at show reels, we are looking at sort of sensibilities of the the directors but essentially just whether we enjoyed their short films which they've submitted so there was quite a lot of directors that we saw because we thought that Sandra was extremely high so we saw about 50 directors actually and interviewed them we invite them to come in and pitch for as many of the films that they want to so they can pitch for all three or they can pitch for one whichever one they feel most attached to and they feel that they want to to work on so they come in and they pitch for them and then we make the decision based on that pitch but also on what we think the, the director and their talents and their sensibilities. So yeah. Why is it about the matter of sexual protection that the director might be the right one for that script? Not really actually, but obviously we have a we have a dialogue with the, the writers and we you know, we talk about the the directors that, that we've chosen. But it is it is sort of a separate process in terms of the writing and the directing. Obviously, we have in our minds the script when we choose the directors. So we feel we, I mean, the, the objective is to get a director who we feel is going to, you know, complement the script, but also has a similar idea to a similar vision to what the writers have in mind, and so that they are, that is a, a successful relationship, and it's obviously not uh, that can cause conflict. Um, so. Yeah, so I'll take what I think I can do to okay. maybe two more, one or two. We are going depending on so how long the question series. <laughs> yeah. Very short question. Yeah. Have a long answer. Yeah. Um, I just wondered whether Channel Four or you guys have tracked the people who worked last year because I saw yes. films last year. And yes. Really fun. I think these are kind of upper steps, but last year was great. Mm. Wondered whether it really has worked as a calling card or. 
So yeah. tracking <laughs> filmmakers from the first series to their careers now, mm. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they're doing really, really well. Mm. And uh, I mean, Lisa can talk specifically about it, but we we got them to be part of the the sort of the early um, kind of in initiation sounds a bit evil, but the sort of in <laughs> induction process of working uh, with this talent, with this group of talent, and all of them came into the room, and in fact, two of them didn't come into the room because they were working on series. Yeah. They were directing series, <laughs> and Dion, one of the directors, she has um, got a feature film that she was at Sundance Lab with, and you know she's just doing another short film, and da 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 da. And she was on Top Boy, and there's, there's they're yeah. just they're so busy. Yeah. It's really worked. Yeah. I mean, Louisa can talk specifically yeah. to that, yeah, but it's really worked. And <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think the bigger point in terms of my role with the, with the thing, if I can just jump in for a second, is that the really important thing of having that sense of mentoring of the of the writers and directors is because the biggest issue that faces you know any emerging filmmaker but by but particularly diverse filmmakers whether we're talking about black asian people with mental health issues poverty which is another big the sort of social deprivation issues that can affect people trying to get into this industry the biggest biggest problem we have is sustainability because there's there's a lot of money in the si well relatively fair amounts of money in the system that supports people to get a leg up at the first stage and in my other life at Film London, we do that too, and through the BFI network. So there's all sorts of ways. But then what? And that's always the big challenge is to, is, is to help people smooth their way from an early doors window into the industry into something where they can have a career. Mm. And I think what's so brilliant about what Blacklight is doing is recognising from the word go in terms of pulling someone like me in is to say there's no point helping these filmmakers if we don't build bridges for them at the back end of the process. So personally, for me, it's all about what I'm here to do, but I think t particularly in terms of Black Lighting Channel 4, they fully recognise that this is, it, it's, you know, it's lip service if you don't create a platform that is sustainable from which people's careers can grow. I mean, so mm. I, that's a long answer yeah, to, to a short question. Yeah. 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 Um, really we've got time for one more? No? I think we, we uh, you wanted to ask, go on. Uh, yeah, it is a kind of quick question, mostly for um, Lisa. With uh, Blacklight in Cafes mm. offering this amazing opportunity mm. for writers and directors, yes. it, it is wonderful. Um, is there also opportunities within other areas of production for people that are slightly less experienced to sort of offer them a little leg up in whatever that be? definitely welcome that I mean I feel like the last few series obviously that we focus on writing and directing mm -hmm. but from the crew there's been trainees and the trainees and so we would definitely welcome that and encourage sort of um, you know trainees in all different areas all different departments who are interested in working in television so yeah can you talk to us and let, let us know who you were so yeah, we're definitely welcome to that because I think that's what's nice about the sports series is that obviously it's not just writing and directing. Everybody's doing, you know, there's a lot of sort of mm. first timers, uh, even the video Ps who have got their first TV credit and uh, to meeting them, um, you know, costume makeup across the board. Mm. Um, but that's what's really exciting. So yeah, we definitely welcome that. We encourage it. So uh, yeah, 
That's good. <laughs> good that you asked that question. It's yeah. <laughs> a really good question. So um, we need to run up because there's another screening going on here. But I want to thank Lisa and Yolanda and John and Ash for coming and Will over in the back and Phil and Ben also from Blacklight. And just another round of applause for these amazing films. Thank you. Thank you for coming. <laughs>